Social media, you know you need to be heard. Is your profile and brand working for you online? We are fortunate to have Tamay Shannon as our guest today. Tamay got involved with social media from its inception and has made it her business. Trends move quickly, and unless social media is your business, it is difficult to stay on top of the moving trends. Shannon will teach us what we should know about marketing with social media. Welcome to the Business Developers Network, where today's leading business developers share and learn innovative business development concepts to generate greater value for their businesses. Hosted by Artie Ruderman, Principal of Innovative Growth Solutions. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. And now, please welcome your host of the Business Developers Network, Artie Ruderman. Hello. I first met our guest, Tamay Shannon, when she was speaking at the 6th Annual Entrepreneurial Small Business Summit. What impressed me about her is that her business acumen was as as cute as her technical skills for navigating social media. Shannon is the owner and president of W2S Marketing, and she created that to serve small businesses. It specializes in training, social media, execution, and strategic planning. And she likes to take the overwhelm factor out of social media, especially for small businesses. She's been in business over 10 years, and that's important because, Tamay, you really started from the very beginning of, of social media. And she's going to teach us today, whether it would be a sole entrepreneur or a B2B mid-sized company, how to take advantage of social media. Um, if you go online, she has an interesting story of how she got involved in the business, but I'd like her to say it in her own words. So my mom is actually going to love this. Um, so after I got out of school the second time, I was, um, it was right around 08 when things weren't economically the best. So I was doing a lot of things like teaching assistant and this and that. My mother was like, well, why don't you start a business? And I was like, no, that's, that's a crazy idea. I don't have my MBA. I can't do that. And then I sat on it for about six months and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me go ahead and give it a go. Um, And so I did. And here we are 10 years later. Well, go a little deeper, because I love the way you say it in in online where you go. "Eh?" (laughs) That's precious. (laughs) Yes. But I just it wasn't at that time. It wasn't something I thought I could do. It just wasn't something I was like, you have to have this and that and all these accolades to start your own business. And my mother was like, you're already helping people. You're already assisting people in this arena. Why don't you just formalize it and move forward? And that's why I asked, because you already had an inclination to be involved in social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. Because that's where a lot of people are today because of the phenomenon. They feel they must be, but they really haven't, and they don't know how. So it's really interesting. I'm going to tell myself, when, for, when social media first, first came out, when Facebook was still for just colleges, when Facebook was still for just Harvard, 
my friends were like, Tamei, Tamei, come on, sign up for this Facebook thing. I was like, what is this Facebook thing and why do I care? And they were like, no, no, it's going to be great. So my friends dragged me over to my computer. I was uh, either a sophomore or junior in college. And they dragged me over to my computer and they were like, sign up. And I was like, Ugh, I do not want to sign up for this weird thing where people know things about you. Uh, but I signed up. And what I really became fascinated with about social media is how people communicate aspects of their lives. And so even though I was an unwilling participant in the beginning, I really have become interested in how this phenomenon has, invo- has evolved. Well, I, I do want to – we can talk about the social media side of it because many people out there listening do use it or want to use it mm-hmm. for exactly what you're talking about, reaching out to friends and family and old acquaintances and, mm-hmm. and keeping in touch. Um, but since this is a business show – Absolutely. No, that's okay if we talk about the other. But how did you kind of move into the business arena? So um, I, I'm a left brain, right brain. I love creative, creativity and I love science. And that's what I love about social media. I love the creativity of the marketing, but I love the data and the analytics that inform the marketing decisions, that inform how you create an ad or how you do something. I think that's just, it's just fun. Um, and so really that's what I think the for business owners specifically, what makes social media really important or really uh, an advantage, uh, advantageous tool for them to use in their business is the data behind the creative marketing. Is what is your Google Analytics saying? What is your Facebook Analytics saying? What is your Instagram Analytics? What is the data saying about the stuff that you put on social media, and how is that going to inform your business decisions going forward? You know, I I want to get through so many topics that we will not, but what I'm hoping that people are hearing is your ability to uh, help them through the process from the very beginning of creating a strategy, and then there's the strategy management. Yeah, exactly. Right? And there are topics such as content, which is is key. Um, So kind of take us through if i'm a sole entrepreneur right there's different kinds of businesses out there there's there's the local state farm agent there's a local therapist that just want to reach out and and they need to be heard right right Uh, and of course then there's a mid-sized b2b company which would have a totally different strategy yeah so take a minute and and if if you were talking to one of those let's say a sole practitioner you know what strategy in general because yeah. it's different in every location and every every occupation what what would be the steps the process if you will and what steps should they avoid so um as a solo entrepreneur one of the things that people have to contend with is the solo part. They are the one and only. Um, and so what's really important for a solo entrepreneur is to create a strategy, to have that strategy to inform their social media actions. So first, it's creating the strategy. And then it's the execution of that strategy. And it's most importantly about that execution is the consistency. And a lot of entrepreneurs, solo ones specifically, want to be like, well, I'm going to do Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And you know what? I'll actually do Twitter too. And to be honest, they really don't have the time to do four. I would much rather you just pick one and do it well and do it consistently. So if all you can, if all you can do is Facebook, do Facebook. If you could do Facebook consistently, do Facebook consistently. Yes, there's definitely Instagram out there, girl. You know, there's definitely Twitter. There's definitely Millions of other things you could be doing, but if you cannot do them well, if you cannot do them consistently, then what's the point? There isn't one. So 
for solopreneurs, what they need to avoid is spreading themselves thin on social and feeling like they need to be everywhere and doing everywhere not well. I'd rather them focus on one particular platform where most of their uh, ideal client is and be consistent on that platform. Well, you just said something very important, and that's knowing the demographics of your target market. Yes. So that would be part of your strategy. Oh, absolutely. When you're... And you can look at your ideal client in so many different ways. You can look at it as somebody, uh, a, a client you want to work with, a client you really enjoy working with, not just one that has a low-hanging fruit. Or it could be the client that's a low-hanging fruit if you just started your business. You're like, I need to get funds quickly. So my ideal client at this stage of my business is low-hanging fruit. It's the person who's going to say yes immediately in two days, give me that turnaround. So your ideal client throughout the life cycle of your business can change depending on what the needs of your business are. Well, okay, so I, I have a strategy. I'm a sole practitioner, and I develop a strategy. I know my target market, right, my demographics. Now, am I doing this every day? Am I doing it once a week? A- am I just putting some text, hello? What, what, what are the ways to execute the strategy? So every day. You, you wow. are touching – Social media is part of your overall marketing strategy. And your marketing strategy overall should be doing something every day. Whether, and whether that's something you put on automation, you can put your social media on automation and just engage when people respond. But your marketing should be doing something for your business every day. And your social media should really be either pulling in clients or telling people about your business or leading people to your newsletter list. But it's having them take an action that forwards your business goals. Now, I know because, uh, you know, I, I get hits a lot. So, But when I see something every day, uh, unless it relates to me, I just kind of bypass it. So I'm wondering about the, the how effective that is. And also you mentioned the automation part. Remember, people listening to us are saying, hey, how can I get on this? How could I learn? So it, it, when you say every day, um, you have to think of content every day. And you said automation. Well, content is not automated. No, it's not. So creating the content, I always tell people the stuff that you do in your business, if you're a service-based business, for example, the stuff that you learned about your industry the first year is all the stuff you have, is all that information that I, as um, somebody who's not in the industry, don't know or want to know. So it's really that easy knowledge that you turn into content creation. Um, It's how do you do this? It's how to make this simpler. It's all of that stuff that you turn into content information. And then also, you state it different ways. So just because you posted something last week about how to do X, Y, and Z doesn't mean I saw it, doesn't mean I understood it, doesn't mean I don't need to see it again. It's it's content creation doesn't mean you always have to come up with a new piece of content. It means sometimes you repackage content. Trust me, I love repackaging content. For example, this podcast is something I could turn into a blog post. It is something I can then extrapolate quotes and turn into great memes or great pull quotes. So this blog post will create tons of content or this podcast will create tons of content. So reusing content is a great way to get over that content fatigue that a lot of small business or solopreneur owners 
feel when they go to sit down at their desk and be like, okay, what do I type into the box? I don't know anymore. Well, social media isn't a, a call to action, right? You shouldn't be a call to action on social media. It's more about defining your brand development, defining who you are, what you are, you're a thought leader, or what defining your, your knowledge in the industry or your other interests making you a well-rounded person. You absolutely should have calls to action on your social. It should be a mix, though. So, for example, one day I might say, let's say I own a boutique. I might say, hey, it's, I don't know, um, Pretty Dress Tuesday, and I'm offering 25% off my long dresses. Come in and buy a dress. That is my call to action. Buy these dresses. And then on Wednesday, I might be like, here's our woman crush Wednesday. This woman wears this hat flawlessly, and I'm just sharing a piece of fashion. But you definitely Excellent. should have calls to action on your social media because at the end of the day, it's driving a business goal. And that business goal ultimately is driving your bottom dollar. And you, audience, heard me say, don't be call of action. And that's why I was taken in by Tamay. <laughs> <laughs> because she's just as good with her business acumen as she is with the technical side of social media. Now, let's go back to the execution because now I'm, I'm, I'm staying with the sole yeah, practitioner now. We can go all over the place. But uh, all right. So I, I know I need to be on almost – well, you're saying every day. I, is it text? Is it a picture? Is it a video? What gets more hits? What, how do, how, matter of fact, what moves you up you know, on, as far as visibility? Right. So that is an ever changing answer for two reasons. Uh, one, Facebook and uh, many of the big platforms have algorithms that rank different kinds of content higher than they do at other times. And then two, your audience has a preference for certain types of content. Some audiences uh, prefer to have pictures. For example, if you look at fashion Obviously, they prefer to have pictures. It makes sense. They want to see the outfit. They want to see the pair of slacks or the dress or the jewelry, whatever. And for example, let's say, um, but otherwise, it, the type of content really looks, that's why I say data is the best thing. Because when you put out content and you're looking at the data, you look at how many likes, how many shares, how many people respond you'll get a clear indicator of what your audience wants. If you put out two types, let's just say you do a post about a sale you have uh, at your store, and it's just text. Hey, come buy our sale, 24% off summer sale. And then you do another one, same thing, and it has a picture, and, and one gets better likes or more shares than the other. That is an indicator of what type of content your audience likes. So you use that type of data to inform your decision of what types of content to produce moving forward. All right. I'm sticking with the sole practitioner, but it, it's really a base model for, for any kind of business. Absolutely. And, and when you say you need to mine data, yeah. where, would, where would the local therapist or, or the local boutique begin to look for data, to mine data, in order to support their strategy or develop their strategy? So there's some basic stuff. There's basic, like uh, one website I like is pewresearch.org to do some preliminary data like analysis of like if you know nothing about your industry and know nothing of what's going on, you can go there and sort of kind of get an understanding of general age ranges, demographics, things like that. 
But also, it's just experimenting on your own. So it's looking at, you know, what type of posts you put out, who responds, who's on your email list, who's responding from that. Because I'm a professional host, you couldn't hear my audience reaching for their pens when you named the site that they can do absolutely, some Absolutely, yeah. So you I didn't. That. Thank you for telling me you didn't hear that because I absolutely <laughs> didn't hear that. So how uh, it's called Pew, P-E-W, research, R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot org, pewresearch.org. Um, it's a really great uh, re- website for just research in general. There's, there's research on mm-hmm. a lot of topics, but they mm-hmm. also have research on social media. Well, that's that's fabulous. Uh, You know, a lot of the the business people that are listening to us, and I'm talking about your B2B, whether it be midsize or or larger, uh, social media, they might say, hey, that's great, and they probably have somebody assigned to keep that fresh. Yeah, absolutely. But I believe, and you correct me if wrong, because I've stated things you've corrected me earlier, where does LinkedIn play now in this social business mining? Oh, absolutely. LinkedIn um, has always played a part in social media, um, it's now just playing a snazzier, prettier part with the ability to have hashtags and videos and things like that. But bar none, when people, okay, so just think about how you yourself use Facebook or LinkedIn. So when you get an inbox message on Facebook, you're just like, oh, it's a friend. Maybe they want to go see a movie. I don't know. Let me go check. But when you get an inbox message on LinkedIn, it's like, oh, Well, what's this business opportunity about? And it's just like at the base of it, the way that people interact with LinkedIn is from a business standpoint. And so they're expecting to do business, to conduct business, to talk about business, whatever. But they're expecting business to happen. So it's easier to network for that purpose. It's easier to be like, hey, I saw you do X, Y, and Z on your profile. I actually want to learn more about that. Can we do a coffee? Or, hey, I saw you do X, Y, Z on your profile. I do X, Y, Z, uh, C. I think we're complimentary. Can we figure out how to create a partnership? But LinkedIn is there for business. And if you really create those relationships and nurture them, you can absolutely make good money. Well, I, I'll dare to, to kind of correct you or at least give you my opinion. Yes, absolutely. I, I am a, a LinkedIn addict, and, and I do see where it's not always a call to action, if you will. Sometimes it's just brand development by supporting a cause. Absolutely. Or just stating some amazing statistic or fact and or just relating yes. something that's, that's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's part of that relationship development because, like you said, you're not always saying do something for me. And in the meantime, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm still here, and this is something that's important to me. So, yeah, absolutely. Those types of posts on LinkedIn, absolutely important. Uh, just for my audience's sake, you'll have the opportunity to give your contact information at the end. Yeah. But some might be listening right now. Could you tell us how they would get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Or even check you out on your website. Yeah, you can, uh, if, since we were just talking about LinkedIn, um, you can go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn. And luckily enough, I'm pretty much the only one there is. So if you look up Tamay, T-A-M-A-Y, Shannon, I'm going to pop up in a bright yellow smile and that will be me. You are like the share of the social media industry. <laughs> Tamay! Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about what are some of the common mistakes that that some make. And and I hope in the time, we maybe have five, ten minutes maybe, 
you know, what about the cost involved? You know, how ca- how can businesses, and I'm talking now about your, yeah. your small, mid-sized businesses, whether it be B2C or B2B, uh, the investment they need to make and the time it's going to take. Let's let's talk about and what how to avoid and save time and money. So the thing with social media, and I, I really don't know who to ascribe this quote to, but it is it is a cost and then it's a benefit. So social media, just because you don't necessarily have to pay to use it, doesn't mean that it doesn't cost something. So the development of the strategy, the assigning the man hours, the monitoring, the data collecting, all of that's going to, that's, that's a cost. And then on the back end, you'll be able to see and reap the benefits, but it's not something that you can say, okay, well, we posted something for two weeks in a row. Where is our return on investment? That doesn't happen. That's not how it works because you're out there building trust. You're out there building um, basically a space in people's minds. And we all live the lives that we live. And so having that space being built in our mind takes a while. It No matter, there are people, there are book authors that I love that I forget about. And then I see them on Twitter. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do love them. Let me go check out what they recently created. Let me go check out what they recently wrote. And so people need to be reminded that you exist consistently because when they need you, you're there. And so that doesn't happen in two weeks. That doesn't happen in like a day and a half. And so social media just going in, the mindset is that it's going to take the groundwork to actually really build that foundation to really return those results to your business that you want in the long run, but it's going to take more than just a notion. And when you talk about the expense side, there are, I'm sure you supply the the information that you just gave for businesses, and there are other marketing firms, advertising, sales companies that also do that kind of work. Absolutely. And and once you start moving and generating revenue, I think you really want to keep going with it, so it's probably worthwhile investment unless you can do it yourself, but that doesn't... You know, do that what is, you do does it best. Grow your business, right? right. It, exactly. So, what what are the common mistakes that a lot of individuals make, whether it be dollars or whether it be the way they post? Um, I think that what people, businesses, small, big, medium, they will look at things on social media from a from a business that is not of their size and not what they're doing, oh. and want to copy them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes businesses. Even medium-sized businesses, businesses that are making, you know, five million, they'll look at something that Coke did. Oh, wow, Coke did that really cool thing. I want to do that. You are not Coke. (laughs) You do not have the capacity to do what they're doing, nor do you want to, because their business goals are not yours. And so copying them is not going to get you the results you want. So businesses from all shapes and sizes want to emulate others because like, wow, they got all those results. I want those results. Well, actually what results, what business you got, you want the, you need to want the results that will actually forge your business, not necessarily like make you feel good. Um, and so that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see business owners do is they want to copy something that's not necessarily going to deliver the, the results that they want in their business. Um, and then another thing I see people do is uh, they freak out. And it's like, you know, Facebook is always coming up with a new algorithm because that's Facebook. And people will be like, oh, my gosh, well, I'm leaving Facebook now. And I'm like, okay, I understand why you're upset. I, I, I totally get it. And 
let's just reevaluate is Facebook still a good match for your business? Maybe it is, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it doesn't mean you need to, out of reaction, leave them immediately. So, yes. Uh, one of the things I picked up on, on your website, and I want to get this in before yeah. we close, and what is social media and what social media isn't? So social media for me, it's a tool. And it's a tool to reach a goal, and it's a way to engage your audience. So it's something, and when it, and when you think about a tool, a tool is something you actually have to implement and use. A tool is something that you actually have to work with and strategize. Um, and what social media isn't, it's not instant anything. You're not going to add, a, you're not going to push a button. The social media is not going to magically make your business work. You're not going to be like, oh, you know what's working? Or you know what's not working in my business? Everything. You know what's going to make it work? Social media. Push the button. Yay, my business works. That's not how it, that's not what social media does. That's, and if you think that's what it does, or if you think that, oh, I just need more clients, let me do social media, then there's something missing. Then you're going to miss something your business underlying, whether it's how your intake process works or how your outtake, pro- whatever, you're going to miss something that's actually critical to your business growing and scaling. Also, what it's not is it's not self-directing. Social media is not going to, you're not going to set it and forget it. What is that? What is that? Um, there was an old set it and forget it. I don't remember now, but I just remember that. But it's not an old set it or forget it it'll be okay no social media requires interaction and engagement and understanding the data that you're getting back from it Uh, because there's a human on the other side liking that button and you got to understand why that human took that action so you can make better business decisions I love the example you give in your website. You could have a hammer, which is a tool that does not mean you're going to build a beautiful house. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's that's fabulous. Um, Before we close, is there any area that you want to cover? We can go on for an hour, obviously. I know, right? Obviously. I'm talking about this. But but is there anything that, that you want to get in before we close that we haven't talked about? Really, I think, I think, it just comes back to what, how we started this and that social media is a tool. And like any tool, you've got to evaluate whether it's going to add to what you're building or not. And if it doesn't at this moment in time, that's not a bad thing. That doesn't, make, that doesn't mean that what you're building is invalid or what you're building is wrong. It just means that at this particular point in time, this tool is not for you. And you'll just reevaluate it in three months or six months and be like, okay, is this tool for me right now? Uh, but it's a tool that should be treated as such. It should definitely not be treated as the magic beans. It should definitely not be treated as like, oh, well, this will solve all my problems. Social media, what site is the most popular? I know it's across the board kind mm-hmm. of question, depends on what kind of business. Right. But, but if I was a, a, a B2B business, mid-size, small size, or, in, or a self-entrepreneur, wh- what would I be looking at? What, what would be the best entree? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? I, I love Facebook for the data. I would probably say either Instagram or LinkedIn, depending on the type, like a product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, but Instagram, Instagram or LinkedIn, I would say one of those if you really wanted to jump in and get your hands wet. That's interesting. Instagram is, is even more popular than Facebook. Yeah, 
I mean, we're visual creatures. At the end of the day, we see with our eyes, and Instagram caters to that. Um, and then the, the engagement on it, it's just current, currently, it, it's, yes, it's showing stronger indicators than Facebook is. And Facebook owns Instagram. So it's not like, you know, it, it's not like Facebook is going away. It's not. There's a billion people on it. Facebook is here to stay for as long as I can see. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is the prettier version right now. Good. Is there any uh, data to support that? Yeah. If you just if you just look at, I think I just saw an article last week that it was like the the engagement level on Facebook is lower. And again, we're talking about the engagement level of over a billion people. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, it's lower. It's still a billion people. Um, so it's you know take that with a grain of salt. And uh, so that's why, you know, these news stories for business owners don't mean that much because it's still a lot of people on social media. You know, in the time we have remaining, I'd be amiss if I didn't mention the popular rise of podcasting, which is just another avenue of social media. And you mentioned uh, Facebook. Facebook dropped 17 percent from 17 to 18 as far as uh, viewership is concerned. So it... You know, it, like you said, it's it's billion plus. It's not right. It's not right. in trouble. But there are other mediums that are rising, and podcasting is yeah. becoming important. And where does podcasting fit into social media? <laughs> A little studio fun and enhancement. <laughs> um, like I said, podcasting is great to repurpose content. Like you can create this podcast here and then use it on social media. Uh, you can use it in bits and pieces if you do live stage talks. You can use it and repurpose it anywhere to, again, establish yourself as an authority, establish yourself as the figure that people really need to engage with to get the goals that they're trying to reach, whether that's look pretty if you're in a boutique or sell a service like me, whatever it is, social media can do that. Our podcasting can do that. All right, live in Alpharetta. Podcast studio at Serendipity Labs, Greater Atlanta, with host myself, Artie Ruderman, and our guest, Tammy Shannon, on the Business Developers Network. One more time, your contact of how they can get hold of you. Yeah, so even though I love social, I love a good phone call. So you can always reach out to me via phone, 678-837-6126. Or if you're like, I like to do email, I am Tamay at w2smarketing.com. Or you could just go to my website, w2smarketing.com. We could go on for at least, I always say to my guest, another hour. I think you and I could go on for a couple of hours. Absolutely. So at the end of the show, this is Artie Rudiman from Business Developers Network reminding you to keep developing your business. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, we want to thank our guests, sponsors, and you, the audience, for joining us on the Business Developers Network. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. Today's broadcast can be heard on demand on your favorite internet channels, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and across the PBC syndicated networks. We invite you to share the show using the posted social media links and join Artie Ruderman and his guests on the next episode of the Business Developers Network.